warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking, intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York, formulated with chili pepper. Lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. podcast where me nicole buyer was trying to figure out why i'm still single but honestly nobody knows so i'm just talking to fun people having a nice time and my guest today is a hilarious comedian actress and writer known for her work on south side insecure and a black lady sketch show you've recently seen her stealing scenes as officer nikki on the emmy nominated series jury duty which i thought was very funny i'm thrilled she's here today i might fuck up her last name but i'm gonna try really hard it's rashida sheets oh well Olai Wola. Oh no. I oh, did so you did bad. it. You did it. No, you did it. You said Olai Wola. I tried so hard. I, oh, it's such a pretty name that I was like, I don't want to fuck this up. Sheets, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. I'm thriving. I'm living my best life as a single woman. Are you single? I am single. Um, I don't want to be, but I am. And so I'm doing good. Shit. (laughs) Okay. So you don't want to be single. What are you doing to combat being a single lady? So, you know, I go to a lot of therapy with my black woman therapist. And um, what Uh I'm not doing, which I think is important, is I'm not settling. So I'd rather be single than settling. Okay. Um, And... I decided in 2024 I'm not going to be on any apps because I don't like meeting people through apps anymore. It's a nightmare. Um, And I've tried them all. Uriah, Mm -hmm. Hinged. I actually liked Hinged, but it was just the more that my life blows up, is blowing up, it's hard to decipher through like, I was meeting dudes who act like they like me and then I would get to the date and they'd be like, yeah, so I got this script. And I'm like, oh my God. 
No, that's only happened to me once, which is very, it's like disarming because you're like, wait yeah. a minute, you you want me to to read to read a script on this date with you? Right, or you want me to talk about how you can get into a room or it's it's really like you said it's dishonest and it's gross it's like mm-hmm. you don't like me so what are we doing here <laughs> i might take a cue from you and get off the apps in 2024 because they're not good they're not like i haven't been on a date in forever i i've been swiping the last person i matched with messaged me but then was having a bunch of problems and then they couldn't meet up and i was like i don't know you i don't want any of this if you could if you if you want to go out with me let's go out but if you don't leave me the fuck alone that's me that's my whole mo man like and i had something similar happen to me the last day i went on like i actually liked the dude because he made me laugh anybody who like Mm -hmm. makes me laugh i'm attracted to him you know i was like oh this is cool and then he just it just started being weird not we met on um hinged and then like we had, we went on two dates and for both dates, he was late. And I was like, why mm. does this fan keep being late? Like, what is it? What's going on? So then the, after he asked me out a third time, I was like, you know, I don't, I said, I value my time. I'm like, clearly you don't. And I was like, 10 minutes. Okay. Five. Cool. But 20 and 30 minutes, what's going Ooh. on? And that's when I found out that he was a liar he lied about having a car. This man was literally taking the train all the way from Inglewood to closer to like to wherever. I don't know. I'm not from L.A., so I don't know how mm-hmm. the, their their train system works. I didn't even know they had one. <laughs> but he was lying. And it was just like, if you're lying about that, what else are you lying about? And so mm-hmm. I was just so turned off. And he was like, oh, you just you. I thought you weren't like that. It, it's not because I have. I don't have a car because this. And I was like, it ain't about that. You don't have a car. You were lying about mm-hmm. why you were late. So I'm. That turns me off. And like you said, I don't know you. We met on an app, and I. I just. I'm such a. If anybody who knows me, I'm so personable. Like I'm organic. Most of my relationships, even in industry and out of industry, are so organic. My friendships, all of that, and I don't like the feeling of like. Having to be on this app, warm up. Shout out to anybody who met their husband, wife, partner on these things. Mm-hmm. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Because this whole like, <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up? What you doing? What you doing? Hey, then a day or two goes past. And I'm I'm just like, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing to answer your question, to put my, I am putting myself out there. I'm going to more events because I, I like, you know, I spent a lot of time like, working while God works and and doing the dream work to where sometimes I don't get to go to as much things as I I like. But now I'm going to more Mm -hmm. things my friends invite me to, whether it's a concert, whether it's everyday people in L.A. that's bomb and events where I'm like, I can meet good people. And I also talk to all of my good friends. I had a meeting with them at the end of the year. Yes, I did. Uh Uh-huh. I said, I need y'all to look out for a sister. If you know a, a, a... suitable man preferably black man or of the diaspora or afro latino i don't listen i'm at that point i'm like uh-huh. tell them about me because i've noticed in a lot of other friend groups that i heard from they talk to they like hook people up or be like hey i know her mm-hmm. you should meet her so i talked to them about them. they were like say less because i ain't got time that's smart. I mean, I've tried to do that with my friends, but <laughs> I feel like I know everyone they know, and 
it's a bunch of comedy people or people I don't want to date. And it's like, oh boy. And then I'm having trouble because I'm like, well, apps are the only way I have dated for the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight, maybe 10 years. And I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore. It seems, it feels useless, but I, I guess I just have to leave my house Go yeah. to things. We do, sis. We do. That's like I'm 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 stepping out on faith and we have a whole plan. And I'm like, I'm done with these apps. I'm like, and I, and we paying for them. Like uh-huh. I'm 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 sorry. I could save my $75 a year from Raya mm-hmm. and I can save my $21.99 from Hinge. I love that you know the exact prices that you pay on each app. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, Apple Apple won't let you forget. They creep up on you. Well, you be like, damn, wait a minute. That is the first thing I did this year. Uh, in 2024, I stopped paying for the apps because I was like, I don't open them. I'm never on them. I'm not doing it. So it's like, why am I just throwing my money away? Mm-hmm. So that was like the very first thing I did. And then the second thing I did was get COVID so I can't go out. And then (laughs) the third thing I'm going to do is once I'm healthy is gather all my single friends and then have like, I think I'm going to try to like go out once a week to like a bar or I don't really want to do singles mixers. I just, that just feels a little, I don't know, too putting myself out there in a way that doesn't feel good. But I'm Mm -hmm. like once a week I can go to a bar, I can get a drink. I could, you know, try to talk to one dude uh, and that's that's not hard. I could do that. As of recently, I've noticed that I didn't know Soho House, the the nice the nice ones, like the one in West Hollywood, the one in Malibu. They have these mm-hmm. happy hour events, and they be busting. Like I didn't even know. I just was there working one day, and then the waiter came over and was like, "Hey, we just want to let you know we're about to start our happy hour mixers, girl." They are bomb. So that's something I'm trying to go to like every Thursday evening because, and mm-hmm. at least I know them people in there, maybe not all of them because some people, they be guests of the people who have the memberships and shit. But at least <laughs> so I know like, I'm 70% in, yeah. of these people have a job. I'm like 70% of them have a job that, you know, I know they ain't lying about taking the train here. So, mm-hmm. um, I just I just have been stumbling apart or or just like I know like you and I and other folks were in like the TV Academy and all that. They have these things. They have events that I'm like, I used to ignore all the time. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if one of my best friends wants to go to this Academy Mixer just to, you know, you don't know where your person's going to be. But I'm like, if I'm going to take myself off these apps, I'm going to do the work of like going, putting myself out there. Like single sheets is determined to not be single no more. Cause I'm I'm tired of I'm tired. I ain't doing this life by myself. I can do it by <laughs> myself, but I don't want to. Yeah, that is the distinction that I think. Because uh, sometimes people are like, "Well, if you're so desperate, you could just you know uh, date any old person." I'm like, it's not desperation. Right. I would like to share my life with somebody. I would right. like to come home to somebody I really love, and you know, tell them about my day and shit. But it's so annoying because, like, the dating somebody in the beginning is so hard. It's hard to, like, get to know people. It's hard to, like, put yourself out there. But then once you're in the relationship, you're like, oh, I'm comfortable with this person. That's nice. And then you got to make it work. And then that's the hard part. It's so hard. It's so hard. I have a dude. uh, I hope he, well, even if he listens to this, I don't care. 
he's uh, interested in me now. And like, he just refuses to do the work. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I told him to call me before I had to go out of town for some work. And he was like, oh, okay. Didn't call. And the next week he was just like, man, you've been looking so good on these red carpets. Like it should have been me on your arm. And I'm like, bro, you didn't even call. It could have been you. You didn't call. You didn't do the, that's the wildest thing. It's wild. I'm asking you to do one thing. And it's like, you can't do one one tiny little thing, which is call me. You don't even got to leave your house. You just have to pick up your fucking phone, which is probably already in your hand, and dial a number. You don't even have to dial a number. You find my name, and you hit send, and you call me. Listen, with all these damn iPhone updates, they making it easier and easier for you to call people. You even (laughs) see the damn picture when you call them now. They pop up. Uh I know what outfit you got on. Bruh, so stop (laughs) playing with me. But it's like you said, it's like you couldn't even do the simplest shit, but now you want to, I'm supposed to listen to how good I look and how you were supposed to be. No, I'm sorry. No, no, thank you. Yeah, man, it's tough in these streets. You're one of 72 grandchildren. That's so many grandchildren. Yeah. Do your parents, are your parents still together? Um, No, I don't even think my parents were ever together. Um, uh. But... I, my father is Nigerian, so he's in Africa somewhere. I don't know where he is, mm-hmm. but that's how, that's how that I got that last name. You know, I'm proud of everything I am. And my mom is born and bred uh, first generation in Chicago. So mm-hmm. I'm Shigerian. My grandparents migrated <laughs> from the South. And so mm-hmm. when I was younger, my grandparents used to always say wealthy back then for black folks was a big family. Like, having Mm -hmm. they have so my mom is one of 12 children so if each of those children have like five or six it's easy to see Mm -hmm. how i'm one of like 70 you know and that's like all of us together so i come from a very huge large fertile ass family (laughs) (laughs) that's wild 72 grandchildren is so many your family reunions must be wild Yes, and my birthday parties when I was little, I never got to invite friends from school because they was like, uh-uh, it's already, uh-uh. you got your cousins. <laughs> I used to be like, damn, y'all can't buy one more extra pack of hot dogs? Like, <laughs> I want to invite some of my friends from school, but I couldn't because it was like all my cousins. My cousins were at my birthday parties until I was at least like 11, 12 years old. Um, do you feel like your cousins or anything were like protective of you when you started dating or no? Uh, yes. Um, even as a recently, um, so one of my cousins, he's in the business and uh, like little, little real Howery, when people find mm-hmm. out that we're related, they're like, what the hell? So they are protective. His brother had came in to visit us. And, um, so my big cousin, Matt, I had just got out of my last, my last relationship was the toughest year for all of us. 2020. It was it had mm-hmm. ended in 2020. And so he had came like early 2021. And he was like, man, cuz you doing so good. You looking so nice, blah, blah. Where's your guys at? Where's? And I was like, well, I just got out of a relationship. It was, mm-hmm. it ended terribly. And he was like, well, what that nigga do? Like he, they, they don't <laughs> play. Like they're, and because uh-huh. of the kind of heart and mind I have and how I move throughout the world, they always are like, we know you didn't do nothing. What did they mm-hmm. do? Or like, um, even when I talk to Rel and I'm just like, yo, tell me about your friend. He's like, Mm-mm, I don't want you with none of them. Or I don't, I'm just like, <laughs> or he'll be like, I'm going to find a good dude for you. Or, I'll, you know, but 
even my family, my cousins back at home, I don't think I want none of the people they would hook me up with because my mm-hmm. last they they still in the hood and shit. And my last cousin, when I was home, this is a funny story. I was home visiting, and there are certain areas I can't go to no more because yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so my cousin, my cousin Birdie was like, "Oh my guy, like you, he's good. He got his own crib, blah blah blah." They look out for stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. he was like, he loyal. I'm like, oh, okay. Come to find out, this man is on house arrest. Of course he's loyal. Where the fuck can he go? <laughs> he can't go anywhere. He was like, but he's not going to be on house arrest for long. He's only on house arrest because before he started his car business, he was, I'm like, I don't even want to know no more. Like, mm-hmm. this man is on house arrest. Why do I want a man with an ankle bracelet? Like, so, but they are protective of me. Um, Even when we were little, I have so many stories of just, like, things that happened when, I don't don't know if you want to hear it, if you got time, but it's one that's hilarious, if I can tell you the dynamic. So, when I was little, I played basketball and soccer. I was really good. And um, for those, anybody out there who grew up in the inner cities, we would play basketball in the alley. We would hang a milk crate on the uh, phone Mm -hmm. post. Cut the bottom out, and that's how you play basketball. And so I'm 11 or 12, and I'm, like, hooping, you know, and everybody, all the dudes, I was, like, one of the only girls they would pick to be on their team because I was really good, you know. I didn't know what Mm -hmm. sexism was at a young age. I don't think any of us did. Uh Uh-huh. So one day I go up for the, you know, the layup, and when I come down, I'm bleeding. I don't know where this blood is coming from. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, pause real quick. For those who have put two or two together, I started my period. Yes. I didn't know that. And they didn't know that. I fell and and the dude who like tried to block my shot, when my cousin saw me bleeding, they like was beating this dude's ass. Like, you what'd you mm-hmm. do? Like you hurt her and I'm and and mind you, I'm putting on a full fucking Drama acting <laughs> class. Show, I'm like, oh, a show. <laughs> <laughs> so my cousin Birdie, KK, China Man. Listen to these nicknames, y'all. I am from the ghetto. <laughs> so um, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie, or if you've seen the movie Nicole, uh, Menace to Society. When mm-hmm. Kane, when Kane got shot, how they picked him up. He, the man yeah. got shot in the shoulder, but he, you would have thought he was just being assassinated. <laughs> So they carry me in the house like I'm Kane off in society. The blood is all over my pants. It's now it's on my shirt. Uh-huh. And my grandma's like, what happened? What happened? And they're like, she, they, they hit her. She went up for the basketball. So my grandma's like looking and she's like, where does it hurt? And I was like, it doesn't hurt. And she's like, well, mm-hmm. where? she took me in her bedroom. She's like, well, where? Is it coming from? And I was like, and I pointed to my crotch area. And she was like, oh, baby, mm-hmm. yeah, sit down. We finna. So she called my mom from work. It was a whole thing. But my cousins, like, literally till this day was like, yeah, we beat his ass because we they didn't know. That's how protective <laughs> shit uh-huh. was. And, like, that story till this day makes us all laugh because now we're all adults. And they're like, man, we mm-hmm. beat up. And the dude across the street that they beat up, his name was Rabbit. And they were like, we beat him up for no reason. I'm like, well, you didn't know. <laughs> I mean, Rabbit probably goes through life being like, I got to treat women right. Uh, I can't I can't be doing shit to women. So maybe it was good for Rabbit to get it his ass It was good for, for Rabbit. <laughs> and then once that once that that chapter happened in my life, Rabbit was, I, I was wondering why Rabbit was liking on me. I was like, okay. 
So Rabbit was one of my first boyfriends after that. Oh. My 12-year-old tw- my boyfriend. That's adorable. Also, it's so funny that you didn't get like taught about your period until that moment until it was like until that moment which i i think a lot of women go through that where it's like i don't know i don't know what's happening my sister didn't know what was happening to her the only reason why i knew what a period was because i had an older sister and then i read this book called are you there god it's me margaret and i was like when is it gonna happen to me and it happened so late and i was so sad about it but now i'm like let's go back to those days where i don't have it i don't like it right my shit, I didn't, you are so, I did not know. And I was like, why didn't they, t-? but, you know, that's a whole nother topic. But I didn't know until that moment. Play- and and of all places, hooping in an alley with a bunch of sweaty boys. <laughs> I mean, that is a way to be like, oh, I guess women are different than men. I, my period has never been regular. And then I got birth control And then it became even less regular. I get it so, like, I'll have my period for, like, seven days. It goes away for three, and then I get it again for seven days. And then I was like, I've been sad this year. And I was like, wait, is my birth control making me sad? And then Mm -hmm. I Googled it. Birth control can make you depressed. And I was like, why didn't anyone tell me this when I got it? And then when I was sad, why didn't anyone go, do you have birth control? Because I've never been depressed like this before. Um, so I'm getting it taken out because I'm not controlling any births right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the least you can do is control like the sh- the emotions and shit. Yeah, the emotion, the ups and downs. And then hopefully right. my period will go back to like being non-existent because that was delight. I used to get it for like three days. It would hurt for two, but it would last for three. And I was done for the month. That's Bring me. Bring that back. Hurts for two. I have it for like three, four. And then I'm cool. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to get back to that. Um, Real quick, we got to take a break. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. 
Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. <laughs> Where in Chicago are you from? My whole family lives on the south side. Yeah, so I was born on the west side of Chicago. And then mm -hmm. after, like around high school time, South Side of Chicago. So I always be like Chicago over everything. I am truly like a born and bred Chicagoan. I love Chicago. The only thing about Chicago I don't love is it's so segregated in a way that is so wild to me. Because I remember when I was little, anytime I saw a white, like anytime a white person was like, oh, I'm from Chicago. I'm like, you're from the suburbs. I've never seen you on the South right. Side. And then I went to the North Side and I was like, oh, and you're like, there's so oh. many. There's so many and less potholes. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> you said it. You fucking yes. said it. It's wild. It's wild because they built it that way. I'm such a nerd, like history nerd, science nerd, but they mm -hmm. built it that way in like the 40s, the way that they built mm -hmm. the train system. That's why they call it the red line. The red line runs through. It's segregated. So even uh. with, not just like with the black people and with the expressways, the way that they built the bridges, mm -hmm. The bridges go up at night, you're separated. Like the streets that connect. Yeah. That's a lot of things that people don't know, or like certain train lines that stop running at a certain time. I remember like being out all night and I couldn't get home one time. I was mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? And they were like, well, the red line doesn't go to 95th after 10 o'clock. And you're like, well, why does, the fuck does it still go up north to Sedgwick? Mm -hmm. And it's just like a lot of little things that they're trying to get better at now, but. People be like, well, why all the best food on the south side and the west side? Well, that's where it's mostly seasoned at. <laughs> that's where we're at. You know, even though Chicago in its entirety, whether you black, white, Hispanic, Latino, uh, Greek, we have so many mixtures. At the end of the mm -hmm. day, we don't play about Chicago. Like, that's the one thing we come together on is like, we don't play about our city. We don't play about our food. We don't play about our sports teams. But it is very like, you want to see the black people? They're here. You want to see the mm -hmm. white folks? They're either up north or in the suburbs. You want to see, mm -hmm. uh, you got to go to Chinatown. You're going to go to Greektown. You're going to, even pockets of like those broken down by cultures, Little Italy, it's really everybody is where they're at. And we come together mm -hmm. during like the summers and the festivals. But it was awesome growing up there and being from there is, is dope. I love Chicago. Did you find dating in Chicago to be easier? So wait, did you move from Chicago to LA? No, you were in New York for two years, right? I was in New York for two years, like a year and a half, two years, which I, and it was crazy. After every ended relationship, I like moved somewhere, but, but I did find it, it's way, way, way more easier dating in Chicago and New York as a black mm -hmm. woman. Yeah, I always say New York is easier. I've never really dated in Chicago because I would just spend my summers there and stuff um, or like spend a couple weeks at a time. But L.A. is tough. L.A. is really, 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 really hard uh, as, you know, a black woman and then also as a fat black woman because I see the black women who go out with people and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I don't think I'll ever look like that, nor do I want to. Uh, I love the way I look. Uh and that is a hard thing to be like, I love the way I look, but like other people might not. And right. I don't know. Sometimes it gets sad, but other times I'm like, well, I mean, at least I like what I see in the mirror. And at least you keep it away who's not for you. Um, mm -hmm. But out here is so hard for me. What I've 
come to see it's hard to date because um, as the story we were talking about in the beginning, I have to decipher who there. there It'd be some men who literally one of my first dates I ever went out with in L.A. This dude was homeless and I didn't even know. <laughs> he kept trying to get me to come near. He kept saying Wilshire. He's like, we could find a spot to go to on Wilshire, Wilshire, Wilshire. And I'm like, why is this dude mm-hmm. hung up on Wilshire? He was like, well, it has to be before eight. He had all these weird. It's because his ass was trying to get back to the shelter before eight or he was going to lose the bed he needed to be in. Uh. Nice looking dude, all that. But he was he was broke. He was trying to come up off of me. Other mm-hmm. ones are just like, you know, just speaking my truth. You see a lot of black men who date non-black women out here who want what we have. Like I have friends who are black men all the time and they're like, They'll complain to me about these non-black women. And I'm like, well, I don't understand. And also, you don't get to do that shit with me. Because I'm like, we got (laughs) Uh everything you quote unquote want, but what is it? Or you have the dudes where there are people looking for a come up. They see that you've made it. They haven't Mm -hmm. sewn shit into you, but they want a way into the industry. And I'm just like, I'm I'm trying to have a good date and a good time. And you're trying to prey on my success. Which mm-hmm. is insane. After Jury Duty came out, do you feel like you had more people in the DMs, more people trying to go out with you? Because it was such a hit. Yes. After So it started to really get become a way, because um, I'm such a multi, and I know that I'm sure you can relate to this because you are outstanding in every avenue you do, sis. I just want to give Thank you your flowers you. on that. Oh, Yes, I have to. If I'm sitting in a room with somebody I haven't sat in a room yet, you're gonna get your flowers. Cause I and I and it's gonna be genuine, but I salute you and I've watched everything you've done and I see how you treat people. So congrats. I'm a multifaceted person too. I'm a comedian, mm-hmm. an actress, a writer. Uh we can add producer on the list, but I there's so many hats that I work in, award shows. Like they pull me to write for the I've written for those. I write for several different television shows and now on screen I've blown up and it's gonna continue with other projects coming out this year and the next it's really my DMs be on fire Mm -hmm. I had to tell someone last week they got upset at me because they were just like quick question and I was like hello happy new year how are you (laughs) and it turned into my bad dang this and I'm like no I was like I don't even get greeted no more by some of Mm -hmm. these folks where it's just like and then you get mad at me because you want and like you want something let me get this straight you want something you don't greet me you don't say hello and I'm just supposed to be like oh cool yeah here I Mm -hmm. it's crazy to me or just like People who are, I'm writing a book, but I want you to write it. Can we do lunch? That's why. You want me to be a ghostwriter? That's a whole other job. I'm not doing that shit. But they don't see it as that. They see it as just like, you know, and I'm a firm believer of giving grace, but not being no goofy. So Mm -hmm. I give grace, but at the same time, you're not going to play with me. You're not going to play with my time. We work very hard and we, we have to have our time and space for us, too. To be able mm-hmm. to be and to thrive, especially as black women, because people do it to us so much and be like, oh, well, she OK. Well, you don't know if I'm OK. You didn't even ask. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's after jury duty. It like exploded. Um, I'm not a person who pays attention to social media like that. I only have one social media account. It's my Instagram. 
I've been begged to be on TikTok, all that stuff, but I don't, I just don't want to. It's not me. I like to mm-hmm. move how I move. So people will, like, my Instagram exploded in a year. It was just like, mm-hmm. I was cool with my 12. I had like 12.5 the last, then I wake up and look up. And my friends who are into like social media and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, you got 105,000. I'm like, I don't know, y'all. I'm like, I don't, I swear <laughs> to God, I don't know what, what's going on. I'm literally trying my best to just like, you know, I'm always going to be she's, but this shit, it can get wild. And then you do have a lot of dudes who come in my DMs and say little stuff or like, man, you look mm-hmm. good or oh, I had a crush on you or oh, like, you should give me some of your time. And I'm like, after I decipher through, it'd be the same dudes who don't do what's required to, like, that dude I was telling you about. Like, I told you to call mm-hmm. me. You have the number to the bed line, and you didn't use it. One dude asked me out on a date. Yeah. I told him, I was like, cool, yeah, we can go to this place. He's like, what place you want to go to? I'm like, well, I never tried this place, uh, Bevel. It was a place called mm-hmm. Bevel or something. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh, I know the chef. Let me hit. Let me hit him up." He's like, "What time do you want to do?" I said, "Anytime before nine, because I don't eat after nine o'clock anymore, due to just my own health mm-hmm. and things that I have that was going on." And he's like, "You don't eat after nine? Well, I was thinking nine thirty. Oh, oh <laughs> like Nicole? Please explain to me. I swear to God, I still have the message. I had to screenshot it because." I literally couldn't believe what the hell I was listening to. I said, well, if you want to go to dinner by yourself at 930, that's fine. I was like, but all I said was I don't eat after nine anymore. I can't. It Uh literally makes me physically sick to eat after 9 Mm -hmm. p.m. He was like, oh, well, maybe next week I'll see if you want to go to dinner at. And also, who's who's starting dinner at nine o'clock? Like, dude. I mean, I have been to dinner at nine o'clock when there's no reservations yeah, in this exactly. like a restaurant I really want to eat exactly. at. Exactly. But if somebody said to me that I'm trying to take out, I cannot eat after nine p.m. I would go, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to get us into that restaurant before right. nine. Nine thirty is the earliest. Is there another place you want to go, or maybe here? Here's my suggestion: we go to this place. They have reservations Girl. at you know seven thirty-eight. That's so wild. To then get mad and at got you mad and be at like, me. oh, so you can't and eat. And it gets worse. Here's the thing. We're both not slow. Like, I have to go to New York this weekend. There, You know how many dinners I'm going to go to that's after 9 o'clock that I'll go to? Mm-hmm. Because we know that's how the scene is. I probably won't eat anything. I may mm-hmm. have a drink or something. But, yeah, exactly what you said. It gets worse because I'm like, I said, well, okay, well, maybe when I get back in town. He goes, well, now I got to see if I can get my reservation deposit back. Now, mind you, I have his number in my phone because what you gonna do is never play play me. I sent, I looked up the reservation deposit for Bevel. I sent this man twenty five dollars. I was like, so now you don't have to worry about it. He was like, oh my god, why yeah, would you do? Don't worry because about you it. brought it up. Yes, you brought it up. So now you not only do you have your reservation deposit back, you're never getting dinner with me ever. I don't want dinner with you. Wow. 
No, that's so wild. Let me see if I can get my $25 back. And it's like, yeah, maybe everyone doesn't have $25 to like throw around. But why did right. you make the reservation before confirming before the time confirming. with you? And then why would you do that? If you were saying it's not, he was like, it's not about money. I wasn't, I'm sorry if I said it like that. No, I, I, I feel like you're a control freak and you mm. say this to women all the time. And I'm not that type of woman where you can say things like that to I'm actually very clear, very confident in who I am. And I thought that we was going, we could have had a good time, but you blew it. But you had to go fuck it up. You had to go fuck it up, Ike. (laughs) (laughs) So you go to the Sequoia Mountains twice a year. Is that to like find yourself, ground yourself? What is that? What is that about? I've never been to the Sequoia Mountains. So what is, what is it? I do. I actually, it's my happy place. Um, it became mm-hmm. my happy place in 2020 and how I found out about it. I was 11 years old. My teacher, Mr. Gershon, fifth grade teacher, shout out to him. I hope he's still alive. Last time I checked, he was. Um, he, so I went to Chicago public schools and, you know, we don't see things like that. We didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't. And so he came in from spring break with pictures with him and his children at the Sequoia mountains and during recess, um, I wanted to look at those pictures all day, every day, because I couldn't believe my brain couldn't connect that there mm-hmm. were places that looked like this. And he told me, he said, you're going to go there one day. And I was like, I hope so. He said, there's a giant forest there. Mind you, I'm just like, I'm 11 years mm-hmm. old. Like, what? So 2020 was a tough year for, I mean, for everybody. But I also had something tragic happen that year. My niece uh, was killed that year, my, my teenage mm-hmm. niece. And but at the same time, all this beautiful stuff was happening. I had just broke, really broke, breaking into the scene where um, Diallo, Riddle, and Bashir Salahuddin had hired me as one of their main writers on South for this show, Southside. Shout out to mm-hmm. my Southside fam. And then Sherman Showcase. And I was just like, oh, man, all this stuff is happening. But it was still like this, I don't know. Like, I, I was not happy. I was like, what mm-hmm. is it? So after we wrap a room, I was learning from other writers and comedians and um, just creators. Like, they're like, where are you going to go? We're about to wrap. Where are you going to go? You should treat yourself. And Ashley Nicole Black was one of those people. She's like, she's after after you finish anything, always treat yourself, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a bag you want or, you know, a dinner or a trip. And I was like, well, I don't know. We're in COVID, so I can't get on a plane. And then um, I remembered one of the assistants in our room, his name is Paul. He was like, well, I'm going to go to Big Bear. He's like, you know, California has all these uh, national parks. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, man, there's this one national park I want to go to. I was like, it's called the Sequoia Mountains. And he's like, that's three and a half hours up that way. (laughs) When I tell you I lost my shit. So my friend, uh, one of my very close friends, Marquita, she helped me research everything. And, um, I'm very spiritual, so I, and I also give respect to space and time. I do not play about time and space. So I researched, like, mm-hmm. the Native Americans who own the, the properties there and connected with this guy named Chief Paul. He's a part of the Yoku tribe in the Sequoia Mountains, connected with um, my, he's now my dear friend Christian. His family of Native descent owns, like, these luxury cabins there because it's like, pay respect. I'm coming to somebody's hood. I want to I wanna go the mm-hmm. right way. They set it all up. When I called Chief Paul, I kid you not, he was like, Rashida, what's crazy is me and my wife, Jessica, we were just doing sunrise prayer. 
we knew you were going to come here before you came here. It's time. Like, I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. <laughs> Went there for the first time. I'm talking about shook. There's you drive. First of all, for any of the people who don't know, it's three and a half hours outside of L.A. But then you have to drive another hour to get up to the trees in the giant forest mm-hmm. in the mountains because sequoia trees are the largest trees in the world. They only grow in this one area. And they only start growing at 9,000 feet elevation. And then the Mm -hmm. highest, the giant forest is 15,000 feet elevation. So you're driving up and up and up. You have to literally physically go up, prepare to go up to see all these wonders. As you're going up, there's waterfalls. There's a lake running through. I was just like, what is this? And then, uh, so we're in the car. We're in this um, car and Chief Paul goes, all right, you ready? We're about to enter the giant forest. And there's a sign that says entering giant forest. Y'all, I didn't even know. I was like crying. Oh. I like, I was like crying. It's just, I couldn't stop. And cause when you start to go in the giant forest, there's these two big sequoia trees that are connected. They're called the twin, they're called the twin flame sequoias. They just grew like mm-hmm. that. Sequoia trees, they grow in pods. So they're very family oriented. Trees have their own communication system. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Y'all, I have never. It's something that a picture won't do it justice. The 11 year old me couldn't do it. It's like you're a dot compared to these massive Mm -hmm. trees that only grow here. And it's just like. um, It's my happy place. It restores me. It grounds me. It balances me. It connects me. It stabilizes me. Just like the sun. The sun heals, charges, warms, illuminates, nourishes. The moon. I love the moon. It manifests, rebirths, clears, mm-hmm. enhances intuition. What does the ocean do? Nicole, it cleanses, it refreshes, it invigorates, it releases. So I had all of that in this one place. And I just like, I, I made it my business to go twice a year. I go either mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year or the end, or I go in the end or the beginning. So I just came back from there. I, I This was my first spending my first New Year's there. And the best thing about it is sharing it with friends who are like, I want to go to that place with you. And that can't be any friend. You got to be right. Or mm-hmm. like sometimes it'll be like some friends who have just gone through something because I know what that feels like. But every time they go, they come back. They're like, this is magic. This is insane. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, you did mention water. Water is where I feel the most serene and the most calm truly in the middle of the ocean where I cannot see land because I feel like a dot. Like I feel like the smallest little thing. And then my life feels like it's not that important. And the world Mm -hmm. is so much bigger than it. And whatever shit I'm like feeling or whatever, it's like, it kind of melts away. And then when there's like a rainbow, I'm like, Oh God, it's just so pretty. Yeah. I, I love a place. Like I love going to a place and feeling serenity and calm and happiness. And I love that you saw the Sequoia, you know, National Forest as an 11 year old and then as an adult got to go. Like, that's just really magical to me. Yes, that man, it's one of my favorite places in the world. And you're absolutely right. When we're in places such as like the ocean and the forest and these huge forests that like are untouched and you are, it is, you, the other shit is irrelevant. It's like space. Mm-hmm. I feel like the ocean is just space. Think about this. 80% of the earth is covered by water, right? Mm-hmm. And only 30% of those waters have been even mm-hmm. researched. 
Like, let let our brains connect to that. Yeah. It's so, there's so much shit in the ocean that we don't know about. That we don't know about. There's so many fish. There's so many animals. There's so many plants. There's so much that we just, we don't know. Maybe we'll never know. And I think that's so magical. It is. It is very magical. And that's why we feel the way we feel when we connect with these things. So it's like, even when we circling back to the dating thing, it's like, look at all these beautiful things we do for ourselves. Do you think I'm going to let somebody play with me like that? No. (laughs) But that's one of my one of my dreams. And I even wrote I write it down when I journal. I'm like, I can't wait to share that happy, special place with my guy, with my person. Cause I know it's gonna mm-hmm. be beautiful. Yeah. The thought of being on a boat with someone that I love romantically is it just like brings a smile to my face, especially if they feel connected to the ocean in the way that I do. Um, or just that they're happy watching me connect to the ocean. They don't have to be connected to it. It's like, as long as you're happy watching me being happy, that that makes me, that brings me joy. That's And that's the way it should be. And, and vice versa, I said, I can't wait to a person see me looking at those trees the way I look and hike through that forest, the way I love mm-hmm. to hike and walk through. That would just make my day. Like, sharing these spaces with someone, it is important. Wanting to build a life with someone, that shit is important, man. So. Real quick, we do have to take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! (laughs) 
without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. So jury duty, did was there there wasn't a script. It's unscripted. So like how how do you like stay in character for that? Like <laughs> I feel like that's that, that's a talent that I don't know if I have. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, you got to be a talented mofo to do what we did because I still mm-hmm. sometimes look back and I love that what Quinta said after the Emmys when she was like she gave us a special shout out. She was like shout out to the cast of Jury Duty, because we were up against Abbott and the Bear and all them for mm-hmm. comedy series of the year. And she's like, that was some of the best comedic acting I've ever seen in my life because, and it was unscripted. We literally, not only did we have to stay these characters, we had, we were building as we went. Like mm-hmm. when I got called for the audition for Bailiff Nikki, she didn't, she just had a name, like first name and a last name and that was it. And on paper, it was like bailiff of the court, officer of the court. She runs the court with mm-hmm. the judge, blah, blah. I had to give her a personality. I had to give her words. I had to give her, like, to have a certain care for these people, but also like a, a black woman, you're not going to play with me because she is. She mm-hmm. was a black woman law enforcement. I researched. I had to do the work. And then I had to become and stay this character for two months. Mm-hmm. It was so hard, but also it was so fun because that is shit that I love to do. I come from a very strong improvisational acting background. I am an alumni of the second city of Chicago, Improv mm-hmm. Olympics, Annoyance Theater in Chicago. Chicago is one of the comedy capitals of the world. And you, and one of the things that I just remember learning from and being one of 72 grandchildren we used to play with each other all, all that, that that's what i thought improv was called i tell everybody uh-huh. this i'm like y'all i didn't know improv had a name when you grow up in a black household it's called go outside and play mm-hmm. go find something to do and me and my cousin go find would play. anything to do yes just my don't grandma be used to in be the like, house right they used to be like go outside and play go do something we would we wrote hip hop songs. We, we we wrote parody songs. We made up. We played it all day. We used to play house. And so when I, when you put someone like me in that world that gives it structure and gives mm-hmm. it a name, I'm like, oh, okay, I got this. So um, with all of us, we just had a lot of trust, and it was a lot of gift giving, like mm-hmm. making sure we give gifts, and also just being in the in that moment and making sure this Ronald dude don't figure shit out, and he didn't. <laughs> did you do like briefings every day to be like this is what's happened this is you uh like what we want you to try to go for today like what a I, I know it's a very technical question but i'm very interested but it's a good question because we did you're right we absolutely mm-hmm. had i know for i can't speak for the others because they at one point they had to separate me and um the rest of the cast me and the judge mm-hmm. like the legal team and I had a, my green room was upstairs. My like, you know, we couldn't have trailers because of course that, so they had these hidden yeah, rooms in the courthouse. Uh-huh. Exactly. They had hidden rooms in the courthouse. Um, And my room was upstairs. It was like a little apartment up there. And whenever they needed me, they, 
So in the morning, our call times were like 4.35 a.m. in the morning because remember, this is court. So we have to be there before to get mm -hmm. ready for court. And then we're sequestered. I have to go get Ronald from the from the uh, hotel. Then So mm -hmm. they would come to me like we would have briefings at like 7 a.m. after I got on my like cop suit and all this shit. And my director, Jake, and um, showrunner Cody and Nick Hatton, they would be like, okay, Rashida, here are the daily beats. But first... What do you know that we need to know that's going on mm. through his head? So I would be like, well, he spoke to his girlfriend on because he only got two phone calls. I'm like, well, this is what's going on. Or even if it was other cast shit that was being loose, I'm like, well, these mm -hmm. two need to tighten up because, you know, I seen how he was looking at this. So we had briefings. And then at the end of the day, after we would drop him and other uh, the the ones who were sequestered in the hotel with him, we would have another end of day briefing at like the same time, like 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. And then in the morning, I'd get my beats of like, so you're going to go pick them up. Court's going to start this time. Get the lunch orders mm -hmm. this time. The rest was all just us like making this shit up as we go. I love it. That's so fun. That's so yeah collaborative and uh, just like a special way to make a TV show. Yeah, it was cool. It was like, I didn't know what I was getting into because when I auditioned, it just said court show and we didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And then when we all came to the table read, which was just like us talking to each other, they were like, yeah, <laughs> so it's going to be like The Office meets Sasha Baron Cohen meets Truman Show. We were just like, OK, you know, but okay. everybody. All right. Right. Everybody committed to it and, and we made something great. And it's gotten all of the rec like, I mean, we're Golden Globe and all of the shit that, you know, people want. It's gotten that. Mm -hmm. And it's blown, it's done what it needed to do. I know um, a lot of people ask, like, well, you were working before this. I'm like, yeah, I was dog working before this. But what it did for my life on screen to let people mm -hmm. know, like, oh, she's, she cold. Like, she's dope. She can, like, we get it. You can also see my writer brain. You can see my comedian brain. And you can see mm -hmm. my comedic, my comedic, comedic actor brain all in this one character, which has uh, blown up my life tremendously, and I'm excited for my future. I love that. You also did the CBS Showcase. I did the CBS Showcase. It was uh, an interesting experience. Uh <laughs> right, right. Did you do the show or no? I didn't do the show. Um, I'm, I can, I'm able to talk about it now because they have, well, the new people have since then apologized for things that I've been, I went through in 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a lot. I mean, it's not, it's no secret. They had to remove people during that time, but you know, mm -hmm. I faced a lot of racism. I faced a lot of everything. And to the point where I didn't do the showcase, I actually left with my material because I was told at that time I was too black and too smart, which I thought was something I'm supposed to embrace, which I do embrace, which is why mm -hmm. I left. And now here we are seven years later. And, um, I know there's an alumni showcase coming up where, uh, shout out to Dory Potter. He uh, came to me because of what happened. And uh, I told this story before and he was like, we want to make this right. We like are proud of you. He he was like, I wasn't in a position to, to be to do what I'm able to do now. But there's an alumni uh, like there's some type of alumni show that's coming up with all the big mm -hmm. wigs, like those who are able to do it. And they wanted me to be a part of it. And like reparations, too. Like I'm all about being black in this world like there's shit that we go through that people couldn't even imagine or probably mm -hmm. they they'd be like how do y'all do that we shouldn't have to but we do it 
I'm all about making stuff right for the next person behind me mm-hmm. who have to stand on my shoulders, who have to stand on your shoulders, Nicole. Like, that's what I'm about. And how they came at me after, like, knowing and hearing it, I'm like, sure. I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want bad blood with a person who's taken off. And, and and I'm truly a good person. I don't even have to say that shit, but be for real. But my experience with the showcase then was not, it wasn't, you know. But uh, there's ways to hopefully, it, 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 you know, from here, people can see. Like, also stand on your integrity. Don't fold on who you are. And that's yeah, what I'm that's about. A, a very good lesson that it's like, you don't have to eat shit in order to, like, that succeed. Far. You can also, you can succeed on your own merit. You can say yes to things that you believe in. You can say no when something, it doesn't feel right. Right. And it didn't feel right. And I, I move with integrity, goodness. And I, I like, I don't. I'm not finna, you're not finna tell, degrade me. And then I'd be like, yeah, that was great. But I'm <laughs> dying inside. No, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I'll see y'all around. And here I am mm-hmm. seven years later seeing you around. You also went to school. So you you were a black studies major with a minor in theater. You were going to study astronomy. Were you trying yes. to get to NASA? You already know it, baby. I was trying to be out there with the stars and shit. <laughs> I've been connected to space since I was a little kid. Not it was like either I was gonna be an astronaut, DJ, or what I'm doing now. And mm-hmm. I I'm doing what I'm doing now, and I love it so much. But also, how about I get to write? Maybe I want to be an astronaut and play that one day, or just I I love space so much, and then. I love music. The way that I can do build and do a music drop, I just embrace everything that I am. But I, I was like, my friends were pissed off at me in college because um, we had to take, you know, yeah, you got to take electives to graduate and shit. Mm-hmm. And two of my friends, Jasmine and Siobhan, they needed two electives to graduate. And um, I was like, y'all should take this astrology class for me. And they were like, oh, okay, is it easy? I'm saying yes, because it was easy for me. I got all A's. Everybody in the program loved me. My One of my professors, Professor Kevin, I used to stay after class and talk with him about the polar ice capsules on Mars. Mm-hmm. My two friends was like, bitch, are you serious? I'm getting a D. I have to graduate. So I helped them out and helped them to pass the class. But they were like, don't you ever in your life suggest a class for us to take? Like, we thought you was going to suggest, like, dance one-on-one. But I was uh-huh. like, it's so easy. easy. Are you kidding me? They're like, it's math involved and shit. And I'm like, I, I'm such a nerd, though. That came easy to me. I love that. I would be one of the friends that was like, don't do that to me. I don't know yeah. math like that. Space they was space. Pissed. Space got stars and it's dark. <laughs> right. They was like, bitch, you're goofy ass. What, who does that? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, do you have any advice for fellow single people out there? I do. I would say the advice that I would give to my fellow single people, we want which who none of us will be single for too much longer because we're going to mm-hmm. our person is going to come to us and we're going to come to them. But I would say don't fold on your like the things you truly believe in, like and don't settle. Like don't 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 be desperate because what's for us is going to come for us. Like in the person and that's for people, too. And every time I've ever folded in my life or I've ever given into something, it always ends up worse. Like I'll never, it may feel good for that moment, but it, but in the long run, it ain't no long run. So mm-hmm. that's the advice I will give. And I'm sending positive, good vibes to all those who are looking to be single no more. I like that. 
I'll take those good vibes because I think 2024 is the year I find somebody. It is. And I'm very excited about it. So if I could say to anybody listening who feel that they're compatible with me or interested and you ain't know, you know, you got your life together, come on and uh, go and slide in my DMs. Ooh, I like that. I mean, hey, say what's up. You see me outside? Don't be on no weird shit or no creep shit, but just, you know, (laughs) say what's up. I I mean, put it out there. Put it out there. You heard it. Get in those DMs. Uh, Do you have anything that you want to promote? Um, Just, you know, be on the lookout for things that I have coming up. I know uh, Good Times on Netflix is coming out this year. Excited about that. Ironheart on Marvel is be on the lookout at that. And just you'll see me everywhere as I continue to work and and lean into the goodness of things. I'm excited. I love that. I ask all my guests this. I've forgotten it a couple times, but would you date me? Hell yeah. Yes! Thank you. The way you you love yourself? Absolutely. (laughs) Sheets, thank you so much for doing this. I'm a very big fan of yours. I think you're great. I think you're so funny. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm happy for your success. I love seeing another, you know, black woman fucking killing it. So I'm so happy that you're, you're doing the shit. Thank you. And, and vice versa to you, sis. Like, I'm so proud of you from every from Netflix to Hulu to NBC. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe, you can give me five stars on iTunes. And if you write me something nasty hitting on me to why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com, I will read it. This nice person said, we meet at a bar and I'm immediately obsessed with your sweet smile and soft curves. I invite you back to my apartment and we play with my sex toy collection till all the batteries die. Then it's back to the old fashioned way. I go down on you for hours. What I lack in experience, I make up with enthusiasm. I'm licking and sucking your clit while my fingers explore your warm center until you come over and over and over again. When you've had enough, it's morning. We get breakfast sandwiches and I take you to a nearby lake to see local ducks before you have to fly home. <laughs> That's <laughs> Sheets face. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> You've been listening to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer. This show is produced by me, Mars, with guest research by Lindsay Kemp. It's executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, with guest booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Ogden. Got a dirty message for Nicole? Write it to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com for a chance to have it featured on a future show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye bye. This has been a Team Coco production. <laughs>